Hi, and welcome to the Zaniel Dome's Little Dome with me, Estelle Sears. And me, Gareth Gwynn. This is the version of our podcast where we look back at a specific month in Zaniel history. And this week, I'm bringing with me November 1987. Yeah. It's a very sexy month. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would have been definitely a child, so I probably wasn't... (laughs) I probably wasn't aware of the sheer sexiness of uh, November 87. So, the first story I've got for you from this month in 1987, it's the first time the UK aired a TV advert for condoms. 1987. People were having sex before then, right? (laughs) (laughs) I think people were having sex as far back as 1954. (laughs) It was mates. Do you remember mates? Oh, yes. yes. Like an, okay. the M. Yes, I remember. But yeah. who calls condoms mates? It's a really weird... Yes, it's a terrible name. Isn't it? Yes, it is a terrible name. But then name. durex is awful as well, because it's it's, sure, it's meant to mean doable, surely. It's it's derived from it being doable. Oh, is that is that true? No, I don't know. I'm guessing here now. That looks like something worth... <laughs> I'm going to look up. Right. The durex brand name... Mm-hmm comes from three words. Do you want to guess them? I feel like you've given I've me one given with you the one, yeah. But you'd get that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Do. Oh, is one of them sex? <laughs> it's not be that, is it? Weirdly, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, it's durable. Yes. D-U-R. Well, durability, but okay, yeah. Okay, durability. That's the D-U-R. Yeah. E. Re. So it's it's oh d u r e r e the r e durable. It's not reusable. <laughs> well, I mean, it could be. But it probably won't work. <laughs> Someone's definitely reused them, right? Someone's definitely washed one out. I think that might be our least <laughs> successful email in topic. <laughs> What's it do? What's it meant to be? Like, what? <laughs> this is like the filthiest game of charades. <laughs> this is like if um, someone who worked for like Trivial Pursuit really went off, <laughs> off beast. So durability. I, I, am, I am out of words. What do you want from a friend? Reliability. Yes! Okay. <laughs> durability. Reliability and it's going to be is it so it's ex we're here. Yeah. is it is it, exceptional performance well you're like not a... far off excellence okay fine durability reliability and excellence right I need my tires doing <laughs> it's not sexy is it no. but do you, do you want to know what the name <laughs> the name of the company um that created the durex brand filthbox.com <laughs> oh god no <laughs> and actually um, it's even funnier <laughs> think tires again no oh is it what pirelli well, or something no it's called it was called the london rubber company oh right <laughs> <laughs> okay great oh, man. yes 
this already feels like a reflection of the fact that Durex was always the most well-known brand. Yeah. Like Mates was the one who advertised first. And yeah. we're, we're still talking about yes. Durex. Yeah, 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 you're right. Okay, so let's give them their moment. So, are, they, are they still going? I'm on a website now called BritishCondoms.uk. <laughs> <laughs> and there is... It's really, yeah, the Mates brand isn't sexy at all. Oh, the boxes look like um, the kind of boxes you'd get for, like, cough medicine. I'm going to turn my laptop around to show you. That uh, th- that <laughs> does look like a cough medicine. Oh, you're completely right. I know. Yes. I know. And also, there's one here, the ribbed one. Doesn't that look like it's been... It's faded from being in the window of pharmacy for too long. Yes. yes. <laughs> Sorry, we haven't had someone who could reach that shelf working here in 20 years. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so you can still buy mates. But, but all right. Why mates? Yeah, what did why? they... And do you think they had to pay... You, you might know more about this world than I do. Did they have to pay over the odds by what being the first... What does that mean? The advertising world. <laughs> I was going to ask, like, once once whatever channel it was... Oh, why am I pretending? It's going to be Channel 4. Once the, we knew what cha- the channel were like, we're going to do this, do you think they went bidding war? You're going to have to pay more. Or do you think it was just you pay what you normally pay to appear right. in the front of... <clears throat> well, I did do some research. So the the promotions that they that they put together, it was predominantly because of hiv oh yes of so course that's, that's kind that was kind of the environment at the time and so the purpose of it was to try and stop the spread yeah so, else. so th- this was much more about the public health angle yes whether oh, actually we should allow these adverts on tv yes yes um so there were six of them okay which seems like a lot. Does seem like a lot. The 40 seconds of one minute clips introduced several awkward situations. Um, a 20-something struggling to buy a pack at the pharmacy, a young girl getting home very late after a date and realising her mother is still up and a pack of condoms slipping out of a gentleman's wallet during a dinner date. Do you know what? I just found something out. Go on. That I should have known before before we started recording. Guess whose uh, name... Rears its ugly head again. Is mate sung by Richard Branson? Yes! No! <laughs> He's out. He's everywhere. If this is the first episode of this podcast you've ever listened to, Richard Branson's name pops up <laughs> frequently. British newspapers began um, covering the pandemic regularly and with increasing hysteria in the mid-1980s. By then, teen magazines have been discussing the disease in a more measured and informative tone. One such publication was Student, Richard Branson's first venture, which he'd launched in 1968. The authorities became so worried by Branson's attempts to inform the youth about sex that they prosecuted him. Good grief. So it's not that left field. In 1987, as AIDS deaths in Europe and North America peaked, and Adweek declared the AIDS crisis one of its hottest markets due to the abundance of free publicity, Branson started a not-for-profit condom company, Mates. Mates. They were half the price of market-leader Durex and were sold heavily subsidised to clinics, 
with all profits donated to AIDS charities. But this is so much more, like, this is so admirable of him. So, I'm like, this has endeared me to him. When he convinced the controller of BBC One... No! Michael Grade to broadcast not only the first television condom commercial, but also the first and only commercial ever shown on the channel. No, I didn't know that. The tone was jocular, not menacing. The one he particularly liked was a young man walking sheepishly into a chemist, the one I just mentioned. It went out on the BBC. (laughs) Six of them. And it's the only advert that's ever gone out on the BBC. I'm stunned. <laughs> the advert went out on the BBC. On the BBC. An ad, but not an, an advert for mates condoms. Well, no. So, you don't see the brand on there. It's oh, okay. Big, right, okay. right, okay. So it's not branded. Yeah. But it's obviously for condoms. Yes, okay. So it's something that you have to impart money with. Yeah, for. right, yes. But he's out there talking about it. He, he's, yes, okay. He's doing interviews. Right, so his company name isn't in it. No. But it's an advert for the concept of condoms. And the BBC... Are, are condoms a concept? The con- <laughs> condoms... Condoms are... It's an advert for the concept of condoms, which Richard Branson has made... Through the BBC. <laughs> and the BBC have gone, we'll do this. Don't mention the name of your company. But it is... More like the potato marketing board. <laughs> but it's but I don't want to take anything away from the achievement because I've never seen an advert for potato marketing board on the BBC or the milk marketing board. No. Or any of the or the egg marketing boards, boards which I'm a big fan of. All the boards. No. Which oh, they feel like a very seventies thing, those boards. Yeah. Where you've just got adverts saying I remember there was one in the nineties which was like fish. <laughs> To be fair, none of them are getting on the BBC, so this is the closest thing to the condom marketing board Yes, doing an advert, Yes, and the condom marketing board is Richard Branson. (laughs) (laughs) And, we don't say this often on the podcast, fair play to the man. (laughs) I'm watching, um, it's a very weird thing actually, I'm watching on YouTube now, the BBC One logo, and they're saying currently on BBC One, the nine o'clock news, and then an advert starting. One of these eighties adverts um, for condoms, and it is just the con- it's just the concept. Yeah. Again, I'm using the word concept. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past some guys to try and make out that it's all a concept, and that's why they haven't bought any. <laughs> <laughs> I've met those guys. It's just a guy. <laughs> uh, we're keeping it sexy. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> you did the you did this thing then with your glasses <laughs> that my doctor does. <laughs> I go in with like a list of three things that are, and none of them are connected. Oh, right. oh. And what is the Zaniel Dome's little dome if not three things that are unconnected? <laughs> That's basically the format of the podcast. I want to talk about the 37th edition of the Miss World pageant. 
<laughs> so what's this? This is 1987. Seven. So it was held on the 12th of November. I'd quite like to set up the facts in quiz form. <laughs> Great. I can't wait. So Are you going to ask me what are my hopes for world peace? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so the first question is... Yeah. It was held in London. Okay. But in which venue? I am going to take a stab at the Royal Festival Hall. Oh! Because I know, I'm sure I've seen old footage of one in somewhere like that. Close. National Theatre? No. Any no. higher? Come on. The Royal Albert Hall? Yes. The Royal Albert Hall. The Royal Albert Hall. I've sung in the Royal Albert Hall. Have you? I have, yeah, but that's for another day. (laughs) (laughs) So the second question is, we're going to jump straight in. Where was the winner from? Oh, well. (laughs) I mean, this is is not like the Olympics where I know every location and mascot. (laughs) Did you know Miss World 1987? The the mascot was a raccoon. (laughs) I'd love it if Miss World had a mascot. I would love it. <laughs> Which it, is an animal, but weirdly in a bikini. <laughs> it would definitely be in a bikini. Definitely. Oh, my God. Yeah, Russia got Miss World a, a bear in a bikini. <laughs> what would Wales be? Sexy dragon. Where's that we are? I'm trying to... You know, you know when you get those um, things on online sometimes? Like asking where a dog would wear it. A tie or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, where would a dragon wear a bikini? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, I, I'm going to have a... St- I'm just going to say Italy. I mean, that is an absolute... Guess. I mean, geographically, you're not far off. Um, it was actually Austria. But I don't think of Austria as, like, your classic... Like when I think stereotypically when you think about Miss World winners yeah austria wouldn't <laughs> i don't know why are they an attractive country i, th- I, was, I, I think this could only end badly this uh, this entire thing this conversation ends with right which which country can bottom in this world who's leaving with nil poire this sounds this is a terrible this, this I ends already terrible. have a country in my head <laughs> This is when we set up a Patreon. We set up a Patreon. <laughs> and I'll the, tell them. The slag off the Miss World competitors, country by country. <laughs> we start, big we started a new podcast with 196 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a history of Miss World, but not year by year. It's country by country. It's going to run and run. Yeah, in alphabetical order. <laughs> oh, my God. And yeah, it's just me slagging them off. You know how I visited every EU country before Brexit? Oh, yes. Yeah, well, th- this will give me an excuse to do it again. Oh, go around all the Miss World do, Go around every country and, and fi- go around every country and find Miss World. <laughs> <laughs> like a really seedy Dave Gorman programme. <laughs> My friend, Bethany. <laughs> no, but I love the idea, though, that we both do it. You're the seedy one. And then, <laughs> and then I'm just really judgy as like, oh, she won. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, 
I come out and, and give a list of why I would have won? What a format. What a format. <gasps> I'd love it. I track down every Miss World winner and then you say something <laughs> passive-aggressive about them. BAFTA Curry winners. That is... What a show. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, well, you're not doing well at the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There were nine judges. <laughs> Do I have to guess who they are? Guess one of them. Okay. Right. Just think about the... I'm thinking viewer. of celebrities in the 80s. Mm-hmm. In a in a grid because it's nine, so my thoughts immediately turn to celebrity squares. <laughs> Kenny Everett, <laughs> Sue Pollard, <laughs> Willie Rushton. <laughs> I love it if you listed nine people and they're all right. Terry Wogan, <laughs> Les Dawson, Bruno Brooks. Oh, Bruno Brooks. <laughs> Anita Dobson. <laughs> Just to keep it wholesome. <laughs> Bruce Forsyth, because he's got to pick a wife somehow. Oh, God. He did, though, right? He did. He married... He, he Didn't he judge Miss World and then marry her or yes. present it? And then, yes. Yeah, I don't know what year. I don't think it was this year. But he's going on my list. And I think I've named eight. And so... Number nine, Ian Rush. <laughs> Okay, no. <laughs> None of them were right. <laughs> I'm going to tell... Right. Um, the one I was hoping you'd get... Why did you hope I'd get it? I don't know. I don't <laughs> Because when I say it, you'll be like, oh, Linford Christie. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Why? In 1987... <laughs> 1996, Atla- in the you know Atlanta. What did he no, won oh, by then? <clears throat> have you won anything? 1992 is the one I remember Linford Christie being all over, and then I remember Atlanta was the one where he was disqualified for going on the B of the Bang. Won gold in the European Championships yeah. in 86. But he's not Olympian, Linford Christie, yet. Oh. He's going to be. So he got silver, but that was a year after. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, he got silver in the '86 Edinburgh Commonwealth Games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't don't get me wrong. He's a very he was a very fast man. But like Linford Christie in 1992 <laughs> is like. I love how you have to judging... reassure me that you know he's fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I'm not saying that Linford Christie can't judge Miss World. I'm just saying that maybe in 1987. Yeah. Although maybe by 1992 he's like, I'm not going to go and judge Miss World. Who else is on this panel? So, former Miss World from Venezuela. She's not going to be impartial. <laughs> um, Hayley Mills, um, the actress. Yeah. Daughter of Sir John Mills. Yeah. Rick Wakeman. Oh, actually, do you know what? I reckon if you said there were 18 judges, Wakeman would have been on the list. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Okay, you're getting it now. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah I'm, play, I'm playing the game now. I know, I know what we're dealing with. Then Simon Williams from Upstairs Downstairs. No, once night. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I got a sense for it. I thought I got a sense for it. Okay, so you're still on no points. Um, oh, can I... 
you, I, I think this is one of those quizzes, though, where if I remain on no, it, it, it's like pointless. The lower score, you're really the winner. <laughs> so, there was some entertainment. As, okay. if, as, if, as if Miss World wasn't entertainment enough. Yeah. Who was providing the music? What a fun question. I mean, every bone in my body is screaming Rick Astley. Correct. Are you are joking? No, yeah, you are absolutely oh, right. Oh my goodness me. My thought process was, this is definitely a stock Aiken Waterman. The letter arrived on their desk. Yeah. And I think they went, who's up for this? <laughs> I imagine they floated it past Kylie. Yeah, but then you need a man, right? You need a man. Because, <laughs> you know, because in Miss World, what you need on the stage is a token man. <laughs> what's the what's the uh, Bechtel test for men? Is there one? Uh, well, it it would be the reverse, but it's just always a yes. <laughs> <laughs> but but from this point on, personally, it's going to be called the Astley. <laughs> and that concludes November 1987. Absolutely fascinating. <laughs> Definitely the sexiest episodes yeah. uh, we've done. And we covered Andrew's stag do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that it's the sex episode uh, as is necessarily a good thing. <laughs> I don't think I don't think anyone's thinking this is the direction of travel for the podcast. <laughs> but um, yeah, well, I've definitely learned a lot. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah. And also, and any episode where Branson rears his head is a golden episode. It, it's any episode almost. Um, oh well, brilliant. Well. Um, if you want to get in touch about sponsoring a podcast in which Eslet and I travel the world, <laughs> tracking down Miss World competitors and being mean to them. No, sleazy and mean. Sleazy and mean. Which are, which are our nicknames. <laughs> and it's not necessarily always the same way around. In fact... I'd say it's probably more often the opposite way. <laughs> That's the twist. <laughs> then um, get in touch on the zenialdomahotmail.com and you can... Um, yeah, that's, that's the email address. You can send us an Instagram, <laughs> you can send us a message on Facebook or Twitter or TikTok where discussion... Of Miss World 1987 never stops. <laughs> um, we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.